A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to the best local sports podcast in Michigan. And that's a Duff said. Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Duff Tyler, and that's a Duff said. This week, I am talking to Lake Orion senior linebacker Caden DeGraffenreed. Now, Caden was on a Duff said a few weeks ago to talk about the Dragons and the amazing run that they have had this season, and frankly, they just keep piling up wins. The Dragons are 6-0 and rank 6th in the state in Division I football. They face longtime rival Clarkston this Friday night. I recently spoke to Caden and head coach Chris Bell about how this young man came to Lake Orion from Florida and helped the Dragons reach heights that they knew were possible. And that conversation starts now. When did you first discover the game of football? Um, originally it was like the third, like third grade. Uh, I hated it and I didn't play it for my, for a, a while. I didn't play it till like eighth grade. And then even then I still hated it, but then I tried it out just to, so I could stay out of trouble my freshman year. And I ended up falling in love with it and just being around people and teammates. So I was, I just stuck with it. And then. I switched over to the defensive side of the ball. I love that even more. And then I came here and I started killing. So, so a little background on, on KD. Uh, transferred to us last year. Dad's in the military. Uh, he got an assignment up here in Michigan. So KD came to us last year in his junior year and uh, has started for us from day one. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he's got – Multiple Division One scholarship offers. He's he can it's a do it all linebacker, and you know he's he's a good student. Um, he's just been an awesome addition to our program. Well, first off, Caden, I want to say thank you to your dad for his service. That is greatly appreciated. Uh, does he have the opportunity to come see you play from time to time? Oh yeah, he he, he makes it at every game. He doesn't miss a game no matter what. So that's that's a great great thing to have. I love him in my games. How much of an inspiration has he been for you throughout your football journey? Oh my God, just sports in general. He's always been there for me. So it's it's a big thing. And even now, every every Sunday, he's helping me recover, breaking down film for the team next week. He's he's a he's a huge part of like where I'm at, where I am today, and where I will be in the future. So it's great to have him here. Now, did he also play football before he joined the military? Oh, yeah. He played his whole life, and he loved it. He played he played outside linebacker. I think he, he played outside linebacker slash nickel at uh, SIU, Southern Illinois University. Oh, that's a school rival of mine, so I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like to have that kind of inspiration 
to help lead you towards football because, like you said, you hated this at first. What was it that you didn't like about it? I don't know. I just gravitated towards basketball more. But, like, when I was younger, you couldn't tell me, like, before I started playing sports, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to play football. But when I started playing football, I didn't like it because I was, I was brought up around because my parents were young. My dad was, like, 18 when he had me. So I was always brought around football, big football city. Everybody played football. So I really wanted to play football. And so it wasn't playing football at the time. But it, it, was, it was big, though. So ultimately, was it your dad that really got you to find the passion that you have for football? Um, he let me get to the game on my own. He didn't force anything because for the longest you can tell me I wouldn't be in the NBA, but I found a love for football and he just supported me each step. What's the relationship with you guys been like? Um, me and my dad, we real tight. We talk every day. He asks me how my day goes, talk about football, everything. Like we're really close. How would you describe your approach to the game? Because obviously you didn't like it at first, but then you found out you could do this and you did like it. So once you found out that this was something that you did want to pursue, when did you really develop an approach to it? And how would you describe that? Uh, my my approach, I feel like it's, it's kind of different. My approach is like to kill, to kill everybody in front of me. If you, if you line up across me, like you're going to get it from me. <laughs> Me and everybody on the, on the side of the ball, everybody with the L.O. on their jersey. So I feel like that's my approach. Like, I'm coming to get you, and the guys with me, we come to get you too. That's a warning to everybody in the OAA Red. Uh, look out for this guy. Caden is coming for you. I love that passion that you have and that determination when you're on that side of the ball. But once uh, you have a chance to unwind, I don't know if you like to cook like Joey does, but do you have some hobbies and things that you like to do on the side? Um, not really. I, I like, I like sleep. I love sleep, but As you get to be my age. You will uh, really appreciate sleep. I, I love sleep, like sleeping and eating. I don't, I don't do the cooking like he do, but like I, I'll eat, trust I'll eat. What's one thing that you got to have in front of you? Do you have like a cheat meal that you really enjoy? Or is there something you like to eat uh, after a game, especially after a big victory, like getting this one last, this past Friday against West Bloomfield? After the game, actually, we went to uh, Beatles, but I, I love subs. I like I like Jersey Mike subs. That's like that's I can eat that every day of the week if you let me. I think if you get another game winning sack, Joey should have to prepare you a sub sandwich for getting the kind of effort that uh, you put out there each week. What do you say, Joey? I'm not mad at that idea. I'll cook. <laughs> See, I'm already helping you guys out in ways you never thought possible. You, like Coach said, Caden, you are starting to get attention from other schools. What's it like for you to know that people are taking notice of the fact that you are a hard worker, you're a grinder out there on the field, and you like to be that presence for your team? I feel like it should be that, but all the, all the attention should be on us as a team. But I feel... It's bound to happen if I continue to play the way I play at the level I play, but it's expected. You transferred uh, from another school. Where are you from originally before you got to Lake Orion? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. 
Oh, wow. So you really made the trek up here to Michigan. What's it been like to adjust from the weather and atmosphere in Florida to being out here in Michigan, where we typically have lots of cold weather and snow? It sucks. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I don't like cold weather at all. I tend to stay inside as much as I can, but I'm, I guess I'm adjusting in some type of way. So it's definitely new. So what was it like uh, that first couple of days when you had to put on the jacket and the hat and the gloves? Uh, Pretty much get in the car, get in the building, and stay in the building. And then from point A to point B, that's, that's exactly how it was. Stay in, stay in as much as you can. Yeah, that's how it was for me too. So it sounds like you've adapted rather quickly and you can overcome anything. If you can overcome a Michigan winner, then you've got it made. You can play just about anywhere. I don't know who's looking at you right now, but if you happen to go to a cold weather state, this is the perfect way to adapt to those atmospheric conditions and you'll be just fine. And I like the fact that you have that approach where you are hungry to make the big plays on defense. But you've got other guys around you that can also help out. How would you describe the relationship that you have with all the other 10 guys that are with you out there on defense? Um, We all tight. Like, we talk to each other every day, joke around with each other every day. Like, in in passing time, we talk to, we talk to each other all the time. It's just it's just a whole team thing, right? We're all, we're all tight. You know, it's, it's like a real brotherhood because we've been with, with each other every day of the summer uh fall camp all that it's just like we're inseparable at this point what's it like to have that bond with these guys especially coming from another state uh, and having to meet new people and get adjusted to those around you it was it was great honestly because like they were very welcoming especially on my first day here it's like they wanted me to be a part of them like their family and their brotherhood and i just i'm glad to be a part of it what does it mean to you to represent uh, this community of Lake Orion? Uh, it feels like it feels like they have my back, so I'm gonna have their back every every game, all day, every day. If they gonna fight for me, I'm willing to fight for them. Any right. day of the week, I choose LO over anybody, anywhere. When you wrap up your time here at Lake Orion, what do you hope people will remember about you and what you did for this program? Uh. I hope they remember like the great things about me, like me being a leader, me being, of course, me making plays, but the, play, the type of person I was on and off the field. My, yeah, just having a great character. What is your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject, uh, right now, probably my first hour is, is drawing because I'm, I'm learning to draw and, and do things I've never done with a pencil before. And even charcoal, it's nice. Awesome. Have you created anything that really stands out to you? Uh, right now, uh, I, I, we're making like we're, we're doing these objects, and I'm doing they're they're seashells actually. I'm doing a starfish and two other seashells, and they're <laughs> it, it, it's really nice. It, nothing else is just real nice. Keep that handy, because if I get a chance to meet you, I'm going to want to see that. What is your hype song? My hype song, like like pregame? Yes, or pregame or postgame, whichever. Pregame is uh, Mind of a Maniac by Lil Boosie. That's a good one. Who is your favorite all-time athlete? My favorite all-time athlete is LeBron, because I love the way he carries himself um, on and 
and off the court. He's just a great person and somebody I inspire to be like. Now, being in the state of Michigan, have you had a chance to get away from Lake Orion? Is there a place that you've really enjoyed visiting since you've been here outside the community? I don't really, I don't really go places like that, like that. But like, there's this little fun thing they do called Midway in downtown Detroit, and me and my family, my little brother, go there. They they have like basketball and skating and putt putt golf. It's pretty nice. We are just a few weeks away from the high school football playoffs kicking off in the state of Michigan. Whether teams are undefeated or on the bubble, what should they be working on? Well, we discuss that on this week's edition of Lessons from Coach Watkins. And that's a Duff Said. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. Sheldon's pizzas are always made fresh when you order them, and the readers of the Lake Orion Review have voted Sheldon's breadsticks as the best in Lake Orion. Stop by Sheldon Street Pizza at 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township, or you can order online by visiting SheldonStreetPizza.com. Don't forget to try one of Sheldon's salads with his special blend of homemade salad dressings. He's also got some pretty tasty desserts as well. Sheldon Street Pizza. More than just pizza. It's the official pizza of a Duff set. Okay, I want to take a second now to talk to the parents and adults listening to this podcast. If you are looking for a fun night out during the weekend here in Lake Orion, then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works, the best hard cider, is on the fourth coast. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. If you're a high school football team that is currently 6-0, or maybe you're 3-3 and and fighting for a playoff spot, there's still so much left to be done before the playoffs start in three weeks. In this week's Lessons from Coach Watkins, former Pontiac High School football coach Steve Watkins shares with us some insights on how these teams can be playing their best football in the postseason. What do you say to the kids right now to keep them focused on what's in front of them? Well, one of the things you want to do is try to rely on your routines. Make sure that you're covering all the bases in terms of fundamental. Make sure that they're sound in terms of your kicking game, your special teams, uh, your, your third level, second level play. These are the things that are be- going to become focal points as the season gets into that time of the year where you separate the men from the boys. Uh, you want to make sure guys are tackling, you know, that everything is clean, you stay free and clear of penalties, 
things like that. So you want to hone in on the skill sets of all your best players to make sure that they're health-wise, they're doing okay, make sure that they're doing wise, basically in practice, following what it is that you've been doing from, from day one. A lot of these kids, they're probably super excited, and a lot of them probably expected to be 6-0, 5-1, heading into this point of the schedule. But you can't get too excited, and you can't overlook anything. So how do you keep them mentally grounded and not really overlooking things? Well, you bring up a very good point, uh, Duff, and that is this is the time of the year where, again, as I said, you, you count on your most senior players, basically to make sure that everybody is falling in line, making sure that all your practice habits and things are sound. You don't want to make uh, mental mistakes, mental areas, errors this part of the season, because this part of the season, mental errors can cost you a football game, can cost you a spot in the playoffs. So you want to make sure that you're sound in what you're teaching. Almost, I would say, minimize your practice and focus on the things that you think that needs to be uh, fixed and, and put back in place. What should the message from coaches be to the kids for the rest of the regular season? Be focused. Stay focused. Uh, re, you know, remember that you're out there to have fun, but stay focused. Make sure that you're basically doing the little things in practice that you need to basically make your game where it needs to be. Now on the flip side of that coin, there are a lot of teams, including Pontiac right now, that are three and three with three games left in the regular season. So pretty much every game at this point is essentially a must win if you want to get a spot in the playoffs. So what should the mindset for those kids be? Well, I've always thought, and you bring up a very excellent point, I, I speak uh, re regularly with the uh, head coach over at the high school in Pontiac, and I, and I spoke to him recently about that. Uh, they just uh, suffered a loss, in fact. And uh, what I still told him was, you know, I said, Coach, what you have to do at this point in the season is don't make it a, a focal point of we got to do this in order to get into the playoffs. I think if you do that, you take away from the players' uh, pursuits of what it is that they need to be doing. And I think all you do then is basically you get in practice and, again, practice the things that you want them to, that you want to see them do come game day. How did you approach those games in the season in which you essentially had to win out in order to get a playoff spot? Well, what we did was is we went back to the drawing board. We went back to film clips, the drawing board, things that we did well, things that we didn't do well. The things that we did well, we kind of felt that we were, we, we kind of uh, brushed over just to make sure that we had them down. And the things that we didn't do well, we practiced extra time and put extra effort and time into cleaning up those things. Now, as we talk right now, Steve, it's a gorgeous day out. In fact, we've had a number of nice days in a row here in the Metro Detroit where it's been sunny skies, 80 degrees. Come Friday, the temperatures are going to significantly plummet. We're talking maybe temps in the 40s, and it could be a little rainy. What was it like for you back in those days when you got practices where it's nice weather like this and guys are in shorts maybe, and they might be really comfortable being outside, but then come game day, 
it's a whole other story. It, the weather might even be like a crap show, and it may be cold, and you might even see some flurries in there. What was it like to go from having nice weather to bad weather come game day? Well, we always emphasize that in Michigan, uh, we seem to go through four seasons in, 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 the, in the span of a football season. Sunny days, as you mentioned, rainy days, cold days, and in some cases, flurries. So what you made sure that you did then was you made sure that you dressed properly for these occasions. One of the things that I thought was big, and particularly Pontiac, is we made it an effort every day to make sure that we had clean uniforms. You know, one of the things you did not want to do, as you mentioned, with a rainy day, is to go in and have the kids throw a rainy well-soaked uniform into a locker and have to come in the next day and put that same uniform on. So you took little things like that just to make sure that the uniforms were clean, making sure that they layered themselves properly, not to be too constrictive, but to make sure that they layered themselves properly in terms of dressing towards the uh, change in seasons. My gosh, Steve, if a conversation had a smell right now, it would be just what you described (laughs) in that locker, in that locker. Oh, my goodness, it probably is a stench you don't forget quite easily. How often did you guys have to really scrub down those lockers after games? Uh, We had to do it maybe once or twice a year, and that was something generally that we would put in a request ahead of time to the uh, custodial staff. And, and, And thank God we had a very good staff that they basically took care of all our needs. I'm sure you had fun every season that you played in, but when you experience all four seasons, probably in the in the span of a football season, what was your favorite? Uh, actually, the flurries. As you said, if you made it to a point in the season where you may expect flurries, you were either in the playoffs or basically leading up to it. How much do you miss it? I miss it a lot, uh, Duff, because I, I guarantee – That was an exciting time of the year for all football players, but particularly those, as you said, that made it to the dance. When you got to that end or that round of the playoffs, you know, you start thinking of history. You know, you start thinking of things in terms of something that you guys are going to remember for the rest of your lives. Is if you leave here a champion or even a co-champion or runner-up, those are special moments and it brings it all culminating with the fact that you did this from day one. This was the goal from day one, and you met it. So if you're 3-3 three and three right now, you're really working towards getting to that goal. So each week is its own playoff game. Absolutely. And as, as I've always said, the physical part of it, you want to make sure that your conditioning is at a pace or a level. Uh, we used to say we practice for five quarters. And you want to make sure that you're on pace to do that or exceed it because a game could change in the matter of a, of a, of a, of a fumble or, or an interception or anything where you're going to really have to count on people to either make a, get a stop for you or advance the ball downfield. If you would like to hear more lessons from Coach Watkins, then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. Steve has shared some informative and fascinating conversations about his coaching career. Steve coached football for 20-plus seasons in Pontiac. You can check out those segments on my website or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for A Duff Said and Lessons from Coach Watkins.
Up next, it's like going from playing Alabama to having to face Georgia. Saginaw Valley State faced one of the best teams in Division II last week. Now the Cardinals must face the defending national champions. Coach Ryan Brady of Saginaw Valley State joins me to preview the Cardinals matchup with Ferris State. That's next, and that's a tough set. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. Sheldon's pizzas are always made fresh when you order them, and the readers of the Lake Orion Review have voted Sheldon's breadsticks as the best in Lake Orion. Stop by Sheldon Street Pizza at 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township, or you can order online by visiting SheldonStreetPizza.com. Don't forget to try one of Sheldon's salads with his special blend of homemade salad dressings. He's also got some pretty tasty desserts as well. Sheldon Street Pizza, more than just pizza, it's the official pizza of a Duff set. Okay, I want to take a second now to talk to the parents and adults listening to this podcast. If you are looking for a fun night out during the weekend here in Lake Orion, then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works, the best hard cider is on the fourth coast not available for anyone under the age of 21 please drink responsibly Saginaw Valley State suffered its biggest defeat of the season last week against Grand Valley State the Lakers won the Battle of the Valleys 55 to 14 it's the third straight loss for the Cardinals, and it doesn't get any easier this week as they go on the road to take on the two-time defending national champions, Ferris State. But head coach Ryan Brady isn't looking at this matchup as anything more than a chance for his guys to compete and come away with a victory against the number one team in Division II. My conversation with head coach Ryan Brady starts now. Just a tough loss all around to Grand Valley. And this game came down to special teams and turnovers for you guys. First, let's start with uh, the return team. Grand Valley took both a kickoff and a punt return back for touchdowns. How were those guys able to find the end zone against your special teams? Yeah, so I mean, early in the uh, late in the third quarter, um, you know, we scored, uh, made it a one possession game. Um, made it 20 to 14. Uh, so we felt like we were up, we were back in it, back within striking distance. And, um, we kicked off and, uh, it went down, made the tackle to 15 and, uh, got called for a procedural penalty, um, on the kickoff. And so, uh, they marched it back five yards and, um, we kicked it again. And, um, we had two guys, um, you know, MA and, um, one guy that was supposed to fold back in and he tried bending the edge and, um, the other guy, um, 
you know, misses a tackle and, you know, and then it, um, it goes for a touchdown. Um, it was just a great play by Grand Valley and it was, um, you know, lack of execution on our part. And that really was, um, that was really a momentum killer. I thought we, um, we hung in there and we fought hard, um, got ourselves back into the game our, our, our place was rocking. And, um, but that play, um, that was a big play for Grand Valley. Yeah, that was a momentum killer for sure. Like you said, you guys had done everything you could do to keep within striking distance with them, and then you get to a one-possession game, and that is just like the ultimate momentum killer. How did your guys respond to that? Yeah, they didn't have any choice but to keep battling, you know, and, um, you know, from there it it snowballed um, a little bit, and, you know, we get out there and uh, we go – we got to punt the ball back and uh, we get a good kick and, you know, we got him surrounded and, you know, one of our guys um, misses the tackle and he squirts through and, you know, they runs the punt return back for a touchdown. And, um, you know, from there, from there, we struggled um, the rest of the way. And so it was, um, you know, it was exciting for about 30 seconds when we scored and made it a one procession. Um, you know, you just can't, you know, it just comes back to, can't make critical errors and um we've had um you know and so that was another penalty that really 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 hurt us um and so um you know we just gotta learn from it and move on and um we gotta be better we gotta be more disciplined and so um we got a lot of young guys out there that are in in a in a big time atmosphere for the first time and you know they've got to be able to keep their composure and make sure they're they're on sides in the kickoff. You know, it's something we worked on all week. We we uh, we had a cluster set up um, on our kickoff, and uh, thought our guys were um, doing a great job covering. And you know, you get the penalty, and and you gotta you gotta run it back. You gotta do it again. And so um, this time they got a good kick, and uh, he hit it with momentum, and he took it back. So um, so we just got to put that one behind us and um, get ready for this week because it doesn't get doesn't get any easier um, with the number one ranked team in the nation in Ferris State. Something else that happened in that game had two really large miscues. A pick six and a sack fumble also contributed to touchdowns for Grand Valley. You never want to be your own worst enemy when it comes to playing conference games in the GLIAC. Take me through those plays. What exactly transpired that allowed them to get possession of the ball and return it for touchdowns? Yeah, you know, on the fumble, we... uh you know, we were in a slide protection and, um, you know, they brought a guy off the edge and you know, our tackle was supposed to slide out there and pick him up. And, um, and he didn't, he stayed locked down inside and, you know, then our, our quarterback was, you know, looking the other direction and got hit in the back. And so the ball was on the ground and, uh, they recovered and, and then, um, and then we just made a, a poor decision on a, on a run pass option. Um, and we should have given the ball and we tried we really were trying to force it um, at, at that stage of the game. And we're just, we were just pressing, you know, and you can't do that. You just got to continue to stay patient and, um, you know, be methodical um, against a team that plays defense um, at the level that Grand Valley does. You got a really good test from these guys. You really got probably arguably the second best team in the country from based on uh, what they've done so far this year. How did your guys respond after the game? What was their mood like uh, as you went back to the locker room? Yeah, you know, I thought um, I thought our guys handled it well. You know, obviously disappointed. Um, but, you know, 
it was fun. It was a fun game. I mean, the atmosphere was electric. I mean, you could feel it pregame like, wow, it was, it was, uh, you know, adrenaline running through the veins um, the whole time. Like, it was just different than any other game we played in this year. Um, and so that, that, that makes it cool. It makes it fun. So, you know, our, our guys realize they get to go do it again, you know, like this week, like to play in a, in a, you know, a game like of that magnitude, you know, you're playing uh, Alabama and Georgia back to back, you know, so what a great opportunity. Not, not many teams get to do that. So, you know, I, I think our guys have uh, the right mindset that, you know, we can go out there and win this week. Um, we just gotta, we've got to put it all together. Um, and we've got to, we've got to get going here, um, offensively and, um, you know, defensively, we, we gotta, we gotta limit the big plays. Um, and so, um, we've had a great week of practice and, um, starting to get a few guys back, uh, healthy. And so hopefully those guys will be uh, big factors on Saturday. Yep. You are two and three going into this matchup with the defending two-time national champions in Ferris state. I know this is something that's always special for you because you got your start there. That's a staff that you got some of your first real coaching experience uh, being a part of the Ferris State community and family and their program over there. What's it like for you every year when you get a chance to be on the opposite sideline and get to coach at the place that it all started for you? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's obviously a challenge um, uh, from a competitive standpoint. You know, um, but there's great people over there, a lot of great memories. You know, um, my time there, I'll always cherish. It'll always be special. A um, lot of hours, a lot of hard work. And, um, you know, we did some good things in my time there. So, um, and those people um, have always been good to me and continue to be good to me. So um, that's just what it's all about, you know, just having great relationships um, with people and um, you know, great experiences. And um, so that's, that's, that's what it is. But, there's nothing more than I'd like to do than go over there and, and, um, you know, get a big win. Um, and we've been close the last two years, really close. Um, and so our kids know that, you know, we feel like we match up well with them and we know them well. And, um, we think there's a lot of similarities between, um, both teams and, um, but, you know, Ferris's strength is just in, um, you know, their mindset and their belief, you know? And so, um, we've got to be stronger, uh, mentally, um, in the, in the, in the key moments, you know, and, uh, obviously we didn't do that last week against Grand Valley. Uh, we got to a key moment and, you know, um, didn't, didn't, didn't get it done. So, um, you know, not many, not many times in life you get another chance to, to go, um, go do it again this time against the number one team in the nation on the road. I really like your enthusiasm for this. I really do, because some people might look at that and, and think just the opposite, that, oh boy, here we go again. But no, you are definitely ready for this. Like you said, you guys have a, a history with them, and you know what it takes to be successful against a Ferris State. You've been in the trenches with them, and last year, it was razor thin close with those guys, even though they went on to win the national championship. But what are some things that you have to focus on in order to really compete with a fair estate yeah i mean we got to focus on us uh first and foremost um but we've got to be very sound in um, every facet of the game you know defensively um we have got to be razor sharp um and disciplined we've got to tackle extremely well uh they're a speed and space team and they're very difficult um to tackle they have a lot of playmakers um and they spread the ball around very well 
Uh, they're definitely uh, a challenge schematically. Um, and so you've got to really be um, dialed in defensively. And then offensively, we're going to, you know, we've got to block. We've got to be able to block them, you know. Um, they got a very good front. Um, and so they're, they're stout. They're great against the run. Um, and so, um, but we got to take care of the football and we've got to, we've got to, you know, avoid drive stopping penalties, you know, and that's, um, oh, those are key areas for us. We feel, feel confident. We feel like we can move the ball. Um, and we did that all year. We've just, um, you know, we've got to, we've got to make sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. We've got to, we've got to stay disciplined and stay locked into, uh, the task at hand. I want to talk about your team now because we're five games into the season. I would like to know what your thoughts are on who some of the guys that have really stood out for you thus far in, into the season. You know, defensively, uh, you know, Brandon Rawls, um, you know, he's a linebacker and he has really elevated his game and he's really did a nice job. And um, he's, he's playing at a really high level. So really proud of him and Dante, Dante Barthwell. Um, at our boundary corner position, uh, you know, he started at running back last year, made the transition to defense. Um, you know, we are seeing great things from him. Jacoby Sanders uh, is another guy who's, uh, you know, playing the field corner position, and he he's one of my favorite guys to watch on defense. Just how hard and how relentless he plays. He's such a fighter. He's so intense. Um, so those couple guys come to mind uh, on defense. You know, then offensively, you know, Connor Cracciolo at uh, our right tackle position. Uh, Connor's one of the leaders of our offense, and he has really, this is his third year starting um, at Saginaw, and he has just come so, so far. Um, it's really just uh, remarkable. So really proud of him um, and what he's done. Um, and then Derek Hinton, obviously Derek's a senior. Uh, he's one of our leaders, one of our captains. He's one of the hardest workers on the team, and he – he, he just competes and gives his best every single day. He's got the best attitude. No amount of adversity rattles him. Um, he's just a great example for all of the young players in our program. I want to talk real quickly about Brandon Rawls because this was a kid that came out of Ann Arbor. He played for Huron where he was the defensive player of the year in Ann Arbor. And there's some really great football programs in the Ann Arbor area. What was it about him that really drew you in and said, that's a guy we want anchoring our defense? Oh, I mean, he's just, he's like a, a, a miniature Ray Lewis, man. He has just got that personality. He's got that leadership. I mean, he's got that intensity. He's just got that that it factor and that spark. I mean, he's just a total package and he's just a great person to be around. He just lives for the challenge, lives for the challenge. Um, and again, no, there's no amount of adversity that, uh, you know, gets, gets, gets him in a, a bad place mentally. I mean, he just, he just wants to keep battling and keep fighting and in his mind, it's never over. And you just got to love to coach guys like that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what those guys do this Saturday when you take on Ferris State at their place, taking on the two-time defending national champions. It's kind of like you said, it's going from Alabama to Georgia. It is going to be a huge battle, not just in the GLIAC, but for you guys for an opportunity to show that you've come so far in such a short amount of time. And I wish you all the best this Saturday. Coach Ryan Brady, thank you so much for making the time this week. Yeah, thanks, Duff. It's always a pleasure to be on. I appreciate it. 
And that's a wrap on this edition of A Duff Said. If you would like to hear previous episodes of this podcast, all you have to do is go to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can become a subscriber to this podcast and get an instant alert sent to your mobile device anytime a new episode of A Duff Said drops. Just head over to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can keep up with this podcast by going to my Facebook page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also hit me up on Twitter slash X. Just look me up by my handle, at Duff Tyler. Our announcer today was the best high school sports public address announcer in the state of Michigan. That would be Freeland High School's Steve Gale. As for myself, I'm Duff Tyler reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true because that's what a Duff said. Once again, here's Steve Gale. Thanks for listening, folks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs>